Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And I'm Vicki, and I am not here with Sabrina and Kim today, but I am real excited to finally get to connect with Luke Gilkerson from Homeschool Astronomy, because we've been working on trying to get a, a meetup time for like six or seven months, I think. I think so. So, so Luke, um, say hi and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your family and your homeschool adventures. Yeah, my name is Luke Gilkerson. I'm married to Trisha. We've been married for a little, uh, about 11 years. Uh, we have five children, all boys, ranging in ages from, let's see, what is he now, 14 and down to our one-year-old baby. Uh, and we have been homeschooling from the beginning, really. That's uh, nice, yeah. From the beginning of our schooling, of time with the kids, we have been homeschooling. Um, I was not homeschooled, as I, I'm, oh, I'm uh-huh. one of those. I'm one of those public school. Kids. Uh-huh. So I, I, uh, and really, I had no thought in my mind when I got married, uh, even asking questions about what, how I would school my kids, or what, what would happen there. Um, and the more my wife and I talked about it. She had spent most of her time as a, uh, when she was in school. Most of her time was spent as a homeschooler. Oh. Uh, early elementary years she wasn't, uh-huh. uh, but then in the in the uh, later elementary and up through middle school, high school she was. Uh-huh. And, so your kids are second generation there. Yes, and so yeah. she was kind of introducing me to the idea of what what if we did homeschooling, and you know, and we weren't really locked in in to one specific. Um, you know, plan right away. Our first year was let's try it for a year and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, we really loved it. We loved the flexibility it gave us. Uh, we loved the not just the flexibility in our schedule, but we also loved the flexibility of curriculum, being able to mm-hmm. choose the kind of curriculum we liked, being able to go at the pace we felt that was both challenging to each of our kids and uh, mm-hmm. appropriate for them. So that was, yeah, that's been really, really nice. And um, since then, uh, it, it, every year, of course, has had its ups and downs. It's uh, ch- uh, sometimes certain years were more challenging than others. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that probably the biggest transition that we made was when I uh, I quit my full time job to come and work from home uh, several years ago. Now three years ago, and that's that's a big adventure there. It, it was, it was, and so yeah. not only did that mean I was going to be around my family a lot more, which is great. <laughs> I was also uh-huh. going to be more daily integrated into a, in a day by day basis into mm-hmm. the homeschooling of the kids, and so that has been one of the most pleasurable and yet patience trying and uh, crazy adventures of parenting that I've, that I've experienced so far is being, mm-hmm. is being around the kids at home all the time and, and trying mm-hmm. to teach, uh, specific subjects in certain instances, or sometimes taking on, you know, a whole segment, you know, I'll take a, we have yeah. a couple, we have a, some twins since we take on the, I'll, I'll sometimes oh. take on just the twins that day and just you know, walk uh-huh. through all their subjects with them. So it's been, I am a, I'm, I'm, I'm now a fully fledged homeschool dad, it's homeschool dad and loving it. So. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so excited when dads have a chance to really be hands-on with their yes. families in the, the educational process. So thank you for doing that. And so I, encourage any, one of the, I encourage any men for that too. I mean, even if you work, you, yeah. you know, even if you don't work from home or not around your kids as much as you'd like, mm-hmm. there are, there's so many opportunities for, for both parents to get involved in homeschooling. 
Yeah. Well, I know when my kids were younger, one of the things that was real important to my husband was to take the kids on field trips. Mm -hmm. And so we could do that on the weekends when he wasn't at work. And I tell you what, we have been on a lot of family field trips and we could (laughs) log those homeschool hours out of it. That's for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, this being a a high school podcast, we are always looking at ways to develop teens' interest and see if we can capture things on a transcript. Mm -hmm. And we know that there's not one right way to homeschool because there's so many different kinds of teens. You know, God has lots of ideas for each teenager. So um, one of the things that you have brought to the homeschool community is homeschooling um, astronomy and also now you're also doing some biology courses. So could you tell us about science, uh, especially the astronomy, yeah, and uh, sure. why that's important? Absolutely. Um, yeah, a few years ago, uh, after having taught astronomy at our local homeschool co-op for mm-hmm. for a number of cycles, uh, I thought this might be a good thing. Actually, it was my wife's idea. She said, "You should. Yeah. We, we should put this online. I think that this would be something a lot of more a lot more parents would would like." Um, cool. And we so we st- we launched something called Experience Astronomy. Uh, we oh. now have Experience Astronomy is available for all age levels. We have elementary course, we have a junior high uh, course, we also have a high school level course. Mm-hmm. Speaking specifically of the high school level course, which is uh, available for um, high school credit, it's our advanced mm-hmm. course. Uh, it involves roughly anywhere from 120 to 160 hours of work. Uh-huh. Uh, the school year, so it's a it's a fairly robust course that includes all the lecture right. material. Where I do yeah. all the teaching for you, uh, I'm I'm the I'm the instructor. I walk students through in video format, uh, robust teaching on not just astronomy, but how astronomy integrates with a lot of other disciplines: history, uh-huh. literature, Bible, uh, mythology, all those kind of things. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. In addition to that, there's also some live classes that are part of the, the advanced portion, the advanced class, live mm-hmm. cor- live classes where I go do in-depth teachings on very specific subject matter. Uh, there's, of course, readings. And then the the what I consider to be the, the best part of the class is the outdoor observation portion. Uh, this is a uh, real lab science in the sense that yeah. you're going out and you're actually observing nature. And so students will go out every single week of the school year from September through May, and they go outside and they watch as the constellations change over the period, that period of nine months. They're going out with their lab manuals or their their field manuals. They're going out, they're drawing what they see, they're writing down observations, and they're taking note of the sky. And at the end of it all, by the end of the school year, students are really able to read the sky like a map. They're able to get yeah. outside under the stars and, you know, within seconds, they'll be able to lock on a specific star or constellation and immediately they're oriented to the sky. They know if they turn to the right or left or backwards, they know exactly what they're going to be seeing, where stars are, what their names are. They have the, they'll have the names of, of dozens of stars and dozens of constellations memorized, um, and they'll know a whole lot of information about them about the galaxy we live in, about uh, the solar system we live in, and everything, uh, everything about it. So it's it's a it's a lot of fun, uh, and I think it's it's one of those sciences that students can really get into. Uh, yeah, I, most yeah. places I travel and spoke, whether it's you know homeschool conferences or whatever, most places I've traveled and spoke spoken to parents. When I tell them that I'm an astronomy teacher, the kids' eyes 
almost universally light up. Um, yeah, because it sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, people yeah. love to people love to look at the stars, and I think there's a I think there's a there's a um, there's a reason for that. There's a there's kind mm -hmm. of a um, there's a fascination that we all have with the stars. We we mm -hmm. love to be able to go out, even if we don't know anything about them. We love going outside, looking up, and just being wowed by the stars. Yes, and we sometimes and often we can even be more wowed when we know something about those stars. Mm -hmm. when we know what mm -hmm. what you know how far away they are, what they are, and uh, looking at planets or anything like that. So that's that's the the, the course in a nutshell. Um, in addition, I would say that the advanced course also includes a lot of projects that students do, papers they mm -hmm. write, as well as hands-on projects they make. Uh, you know, students send me pictures of these projects all the time. They're building models of Stonehenge showing the, the solar and lunar alignments of, of Stonehenge. Oh. They're sending me uh -huh. uh, you know, you know, like a different models of uh, models of the solar system or posters that they've that they've created with different things sundials that they put together really fun projects that students get to do yeah so they're really getting a robust and varied science credit mm -hmm. and that's i i think that is so valuable and i think with astronomy it's uh, you know it's a forgotten course a lot mm -hmm. of times you know the kids have to have biology on their transcript and they have to have um, chemistry and a lot of them that are college bound will need physics and yep. so astronomy tends to be an ignored credit but when you think about when scripture talks about the heavens declaring the glory of god yeah uh, you know like god put those stars up there and we westerners spend most of our time inside on something digital. <laughs> so when our kids can go out and reconnect with the glory of God, I think that's very, very good for their heart and their spirit. And so when you can actually capture that as a transcript credit and develop their spirit at the same time, it's like totally a win. Oh, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Generally speaking, in most, um, most states do require uh, at least a minimum of two science courses, uh, usually uh -huh. biology being one, physical science is the other. Many require three credits. Um, lab components are almost always required as well. Absolutely. Um, but mm -hmm. it's important to note there's no national definition of what a lab science actually is. Exactly. Um, so mm -hmm. it's important. To, so, but, but I think it's fairly obvious that going out and observing nature. If you were to do that for a biology course, for instance, and go out and uh, say, looking at samples of leaves or bugs or uh, you know, looking at uh, wildlife or something like that, th no mm -hmm. one would question that that is a, a, a lab science. You're using, right. the lab just happens to be mother nature. You're going out in nature and mm -hmm. looking and doing firsthand observations. Uh, yeah. Same thing with astronomy, except the sky is your lab. And I think that's one of the best parts about studying astronomy is that it is a lab science that nearly everyone has access to. Uh, you don't yeah. need any special equipment to do it. In fact, our course, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to buy any special equipment at all. It's all naked eye astronomy. You don't need to buy a telescope or a good set of binoculars or anything. Not that you, not that that's mm -hmm. a, a bad thing to buy. Those things are great things to have, but it's not mm -hmm. required for the course. You can get out, you can look at, uh, look at the sky with the naked eye and, uh, and uh, take, a, take note of those, of those observations. And yeah. so uh, it's really good for um, really good for someone who's looking for that kind of component in their curriculum. Yeah, I really, really do appreciate that. I know my uh, husband was raised out on a farm, and so he grew up with you know the beautiful country mm -hmm. 
views of the sky and would spend hours at night, you know, looking at the the sky and the constellations and the phases of the moon. So that for him, he wanted to make sure the kids knew that at least a rudimentary connection. Oh, sure. With, you know, where the, where the Big Dipper is and right. where Orion is, you know, at least if they know that they've got some kind of orientation. Absolutely. So they, in the, in decent weather would sit out in the evenings in lawn chairs and just recline back and and discuss the stars. That's fantastic. And uh, so, yeah. And so, what you've done is you've captured that in a credit form yes. for teens, and that's you know for especially teens who need to build their electives, and they need to build a, a lab science like that fourth science. A lot of mm -hmm. colleges yeah. are looking for Absolutely. Um, that. This is a good viable option. Oh, absolutely. And I will also say it's it's extremely practical. Um, mm. There is uh, there's a reason why that astronomy was is is really known today as the first science ever, um, mm -hmm. and because uh, as far as ancient people were concerned, the sky was their clock. It was their calendar. Mm -hmm. It was the mm -hmm. way they knew when certain seasons were coming, where they knew mm -hmm. when certain seasons were in. So I teach students about how the sky is the basis for all of our modern clocks the basis mm -hmm. for our modern calendar. I talk about how it's the basis even for the biblical calendar, the one that mm -hmm. uh, was used in the Old Testament for uh, the various feasts and festivals and uh, the cycle of rituals that was going on in the Bible. And so, yeah. uh, and in addition, I would say it's, as you mentioned, uh, uh, being able to go out and being able to find, say, the Big Dipper or Orion or whatever, uh, people in ancient times had a much more intuitive knowledge of the sky because it was something that they saw all the time and they talked about yeah. all the time. And so as a result, it worked its way very naturally into a lot of the literature, a lot of the mythology of various cultures mm -hmm. around the world. So it's hard to read whether it's Homer or Shakespeare or Dante or Plato without running into some references to astronomy. It actually yeah. helps. It aids in uh, so many uh, the study of so many other historical and literary disciplines. And that's one of the reasons we are so excited about teaching astronomy because kids can jump right on kids can jump right into it. And immediately they're seeing uh, connections to all the other things that they're uh, required to read and required to study. In, in yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That was a, you know, it was a presupposition, you know, in the old days, they didn't think about it not being part of life. So of course the, the sky is part of literature. Oh, yeah. that, that just made my whole day. So. <laughs> Nice thing too is you don't for this you don't have to leave the house. Uh, you know you it, yeah. it, it, the the videos take you on adventures uh, to in different cultures, different places in the world. So the teaching's all done for you. It's a plug and play kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. the lab is is your backyard, and so you can you mm -hmm. can you can study all of this very very uh, easily from the comfort of your home. Uh, even if your sky isn't the best uh, viewing conditions, often even in some poorer viewing conditions, you can still see. Um, at least the brightest stars in the sky. And that's really what we try to yeah. focus on. We try to focus on the stars that are the most visible in most places mm -hmm. of the world around the world. That's awesome. Now, you also are offering a biology course. So what oh, yeah. makes your biology a little different than others? Because there's all different kinds of learners. So we want to sure. make sure that people know what, what's out there. That is being launched this spring. My wife, she's the biologist. Mm -hmm. She studied biology in college. That was her major. That's, uh, that was her passion. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, so she was, um, so she's really the mind behind this. I'm, I'm the, mm -hmm. I'm still the teacher, but she and I are working mm -hmm. on this together and she's the, uh, 
she's a, she's also she'll be the lab instructor for the course. Uh-huh. Uh, the course is 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 going to be um, even more robust as far as the amount of time, or as far as my, the amount of lecture material than even the astronomy course is. Um, mm-hmm. It it, invo- it involves probably at the end of the day, I'm guessing roughly. Uh, 35 to 40 total hours of lecture that the students are going to be watching throughout the course of the school year. Um, for a comparison, um, you know, if you were, if you're familiar with, uh, for instance, Westfield Studios 101, they've got, yeah. uh, they've got um, a very good biology course. They've got maybe mm-hmm. four and a half hours of lecture material. I know Apologia has mm-hmm. a course of maybe 20 hours of lecture material. This mm-hmm. is going to be um, a lot of good, uh, a lot of lecture material, a lot of good lab material for hands-on lab works it'll also be a lab science but in addition Uh the reason why we have so much instruction material is because we are really trying to position ourselves as a clep preparation class we want students to be able to Uh take this course uh study biology uh you know pretty uh pretty rigorously in the course and so that Mm -hmm. um they will be on their way towards being prepared for uh, a clep test so if, if if that's interesting to parents yeah. To not only give their kids a robust bio, you know, biology education, but also mm-hmm. prepare them for tests that will help them to clep out of other, um, you know, clep out of other, say, uh, college courses. That so they don't have yeah. to take those courses; they'll just be able to yeah. uh, move right on. They'll be able to skip out of certain introductory uh, biology courses in college. That saves you money in the long run. Oh yeah, and it, you know, especially when you have a young person who's going into a non-science major, right. if they don't have to spend a lot of time uh, in a college biology class, but can go ahead and clep out. That's really nice. So yeah. you guys have based that course around like the clep vocabulary and yes. and the um, topics they are covering. Yeah, so that's, that's and it's, very it's, interesting. It's interesting because you know, I it's been you know, years, I won't say how many years now, since I've been in high school biology and years since my wife's been in high school biology. And mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is even in the last uh, several, last couple decades, how much uh, the field of biology uh, in terms of what is required for high school students, as far as colleges are concerned, required for high school students to, to know about biology has, has changed a, a considerable amount. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, just picking up a, a, a an old textbook, an old biology textbook may not really cut it. Uh, and mm-hmm. in addition, we try to make things really fun in these in these videos. So we've got uh, a lot of on-site education where we go to interesting places and see interesting things, connect biology to the to uh, historical subjects or to, uh, to, to biblical subjects or whatever. Uh, and then in addition, uh-huh. what we're trying to do is make sure students have a really firm grasp of what they're understanding. So using you know a mm-hmm. lot of visual diagrams and stuff like that that'll really help students to wrap their minds around what it is that they're studying. Because biology is nice. it's a it's a term heavy, uh, definition heavy subject. It's a it, you, yeah. a lot of times you study biology, it just feels like you're learning a lot of new words. It feels like you're learning a foreign mm-hmm. language. Um, so yeah. we we try to make that very very clear with clear outlines, lab notes, all that kind of stuff, so that. Uh, end of the school year, students have w- are walking away with a very um, robust, very thorough knowledge of the subject of uh, an intro- what would be considered an introduction to biology. Yeah. All right. So, so Luke, can you give people contact information? Like if they're interested in exploring the uh, astronomy course or the biology course, uh, would like to connect with you on your websites and all, would, would you give us our contact information? Absolutely. Uh, our astronomy course, you can find that at, at experienceastronomy.com, and there you can uh, 
learn more about the course, you can see previews of the course there. Uh, so if you want to take a look at some previews of the videos, uh, some of the some of the different uh, things we offer there, you can you can do that. Um, also, I would say when you're there, you'll notice that you can't sign up for the course right now because it's strictly a September through May course. Uh, uh -huh. because we, we track with what's going on in the sky live. So you, uh -huh. you can't just uh -huh. start the course whenever you feel like it because you've yeah. got to be able to, <laughs> right. right, what you're watching in the video that week is going to correspond to what's going on in the sky that week. So, right. uh, But you can get on the waiting list so that you can be notified when we, uh, when we put the course on sale. We typically put a course on sale in the spring and, um, and then start up in the fall. Um, yeah, so and so it's good planning to go ahead and yes. and even if you're are are in the early planning stages of the year, go ahead and get on the waiting yes. list so Absolutely. that you can um, get information when that gets uh, live there. And uh, since this is our first, this uh, this next school year is going to be our first year for Experience Biology. Uh, you can go to experiencebiology.com and take a look at that. It's not much to look at right now. Most of it is just um, is just a, a landing page where people can learn more about the course, but nothing is nothing is uh, flashy or set up quite quite for it because we're just getting that yeah. off. Um, but that's where people can learn more about some of the details of the course. So they can go to experiencebiology.com. Uh, yeah. As far as my wife and I, we blog at uh, our our personal blog is intoxicatedonlife.com, which is a really goofy name for a very fun little website for Christian parents. Well, if you've got a name like that, it must be a fun website, right? Well, yeah. No, it's funny. It started really as just as a hobby blog. I had no idea it was going to become yeah. like a career, but um, it was it started and uh, had a, well, and I had I known that I was going to be, you know, traveling around and speaking at a bunch of churches and Christian conferences and homeschool conferences, I probably not would have not included a domain name with the word intoxicated in it. But uh, you know, there we go. We're that's what I've gotten. It's it's a lot of fun. So. That's that's what fun and grace is about. And <laughs> one thing that we don't believe in around here is stuffy. So good for you. <laughs> there we go. Very cool. Um, so I thank you for listening to this. I, I really encourage anyone to go and check out the courses. And, um, you know, uh, not every course is for every student in the world, but we do we have seen um, we have seen hundreds and hundreds of students go through our astronomy course uh, and, uh, various astronomy courses and, uh, receive some fantastic feedback from, from a lot of people about. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I just personally just think astronomy is such a valuable thing. So I appreciate there being a dad out there that makes it accessible. Um, so that, you know, even us moms who aren't real experienced in it, um, have resources that we can get to, our teens and, and the kids of all ages, but especially those that are building a transcript. So thank you very much, Luke. That's great. Thank you. Great. Yeah. All righty. Well, we'll wrap this up. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you have a chance, hop over to iTunes and leave us some stars and reviews because that helps other people find us better. And also we've got a Facebook page. Uh, so the Homeschool High School podcast, and you can get, uh, you know, updates there. And we're having a lot of fun on the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group, where we can just be a little, little real and not too stuffy and not too useless. So join us over there and we will talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.